And uh, Brian, let's welcome Brian. Brian's going to be preaching this morning. Brian Hughes. And I, I just want you to know it's going to be a good word. Uh, we've been talking about spiritual warfare, and Brian began to share some visions and some things that the Lord was putting on his heart about how the enemy works against us. And I felt like it went, went right along with the ending of Ephesians chapter 6 and even what Alex shared and Joel shared last week. And I really believe you're going to be blessed because uh, he's going to give you some keys in our warfare. How, how's that sound today? So let's just release him. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless Brian. We thank you for him. We thank you, God, that you've been speaking to him. And Lord, we just receive the gift that he is and just ask that you anoint him and bless him as he communicates your precious word in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Bless you, Brian. Amen. Am I on? Hello, hello? There we go. So first, when my computer's booting up, uh, yesterday, I think, Tony received a Facebook message from our wives and kids that are in Mexico. They had Wi-Fi for a day, half a day or something. They sent a Facebook message saying, all is well. Things are going better than they expected. They're sleeping well, having lots of interactions with the Lord. So they want us to let you guys know that all is good, but keep praying for them. They return on Tuesday uh, from Mexico. So, so far, so good. So, yeah, so for about, I don't know, a month or so, I have been, you know, reading, studying, just kind of whatever the Lord tells me to kind of look at, right? And again, I'm a, he uses me through what I see, right? I'm a thinker and a seer, right? I'm not an emotional feeler person, although when I read God's word, I cry, like now, right? Um, <clears throat> which is fine. <laughs> But usually he doesn't interact with me that way. It's more from things I see and things I read, right? So, again, and that's the cool thing about God, I just telling Eric this morning, is how he kind of tailors everybody's interaction to you. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have to change who I am to be more like Eric to hear God. Right. Likewise, you have to be like me to hear God. So it's, just, it's really touching that the Lord actually cares enough to talk to me how I think. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Yeah, Alex shared on, you know, the armor of God. Uh, Eric shared on um, manifest presence of God, right? And Joel shared a little bit as well with um, the armor of God. And I kind of took Joel's thing as the armor of God is don't wait to train to put it on. That's kind of what I got out of it, right? So I'm going to do the same, go down the same sort of lines, right? But it's going to be why you need the armor of God, right? And it's for the spiritual battle, right? And so I have a series of videos. Again, I'm a very simple person. Right, and so my goal is to change how you think about this. Yeah. Right, so don't be thinking about casting out demons. Yes, that's a part of it. Right, rebuking things. Yes, that's part of it. Right, but what we do, we get down this path so far, and that's how we view everything. And then we become so stubborn that we don't change our thinking. And so if it's not a demon to cast out, we're like, well, no spiritual warfare. Right, and we don't, we miss all the places where it really exists, yeah. right? So, Justin, if you could play the crowd video, please. <clears throat> this is a short video. There's no sound. Don't worry about it, right? It's only about 13 seconds long, so I'll play it a couple times. Just see what you can see in there. <clears throat> so this is kind of like our lives, right? Going someplace, going places, right? Wherever that is, 
our daily life, right? No, my wife's in Mexico. I'm doing all the kids stuff. So it's crazy, even busier for me, right? So this is how we do um, every day, right? So by looking at this video, they're not worrying about a whole lot, right? I got to be working by 8 o'clock. I'm making stuff up, right? Oh, stoplights, cars, things of that nature, right? But so far, so good. No things to worry about, right? And why is that? Okay, you can go ahead and stop that, Justin. Pause it, please. Why is that? It's because we judge with our eyes, right? And because we judge with our eyes, we miss everything. We miss everything. Why? Because we are terrible judges of people. Hence the reason why the Bible says don't judge, right? Because what we do with our eyes, we see things. And because our eyes say good or bad, that's where we stop. I look at gauge, gauge good, kind of end of story, right? If, if Eric was bad, look at Eric bad. Oh, note to self, Eric's bad. Got to kind of watch Eric. That, that's it. That's in the story, right? That's what we do, right? We go places on the street. We see some things. Oh, good, bad. And that's it's kind of a quick sort of thing. We aren't really discerning, right? We are judging with our eyes. And because we use our eyes, which is natural, which comes natural, right? God gave us eyes for a reason, right? That's what we rely on. We rely on our eyesight, right? So play the deer video. So for those, again, because that's how God works with me, right? I go out and feed my chickens and pigs in the morning, and God shows me something, right? So deer, right? Guess what deer don't rely on? Their eyesight, right? Well, they, they, they rely on their ears. Watch their ears. Constantly moving. They're lifting their head up. They'll move their ears around, right? Ears. They aren't relying on sight, so not judging things based upon what they see, right? They are listening. They are listening for what's happening that they don't see, right? Unlike the people in the city, right? So we as people in the city, of course, we're higher up on the food chain, so there is nothing to worry about. Who's going to hurt us, right? We're the top. It's a little different with deer. I get it, right? They are hunted, right? They're kind of prey to humans and other animals, so they have to do this to survive, but this is where we need to get away from eyesight, right, and use our hearing, right? Because, again, if those of you who hunted, maybe you do, maybe you don't, right, it'll be pitch black walking in the woods in the morning. They don't see you, and they run, right? Same thing. They use their smell the same way, right? They never see me, but they take off. They don't see me. Right? So what we aren't doing is using all of our senses, right? And so we're using all of our eyesight. Now I get there are spiritual eyes, right? So don't hear me say, oh, don't use your spiritual eyes, right? But you have eyes, right? But we rely on the natural side so much that we shut off all the hearing, right? And so then we wonder, why aren't I getting this? Well, it's because we're looking for it, right? We're not listening for it. Right? And so that's how spiritual warfare works. Right? Spiritual warfare is not going to work this way. Right? Here's how we currently recognize spiritual warfare. Ready? 9-11. ISIS. Last week, the nine people killed in South Carolina. 
oh, that's spiritual warfare, right? It takes a natural event for us to go, oh, the enemy's moving, right? Or the president, he's the antichrist, right? <laughs> that's, right? that's when we go, oh, the evil's around, spiritual warfare, right? But what we don't do, yeah, he's not the antichrist. We, God appoints every leader in power, right? So all I can do is pray for the man, right? No one's perfect, but that's how it works. So again, down the road we go. Hearing, 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 right? <clears throat> so how do we hear? Does anybody know the, how we hear? There's a very easy verse in the Bible that tells you how to hear. Hearing comes by the word of God. That does not make sense. Hearing comes from reading. Right? I mean, if you literally take it that way, reading is something out of the Bible, words, I know it's God's word, right? But again, this is how you change your thinking. This is what stuck me for years. I'd read words and go, that, those words aren't hearing. Reading is not hearing. Right? So again, reading is hearing. Right? So we, first of all, we have to get into the word. Right? And when you get in the word, right, you start to see some pretty amazing things. You can go ahead and stop that video, Justin. And put up Proverbs 8. So the Lord's kind of changes all around me, just so you know. I am literally winging it. I have some notes, but uh, as of last night and this morning, he's kind of switching everything around me. So I'm um, using my right brain, Shelly, wherever you're at. Yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yes. So here's what's interesting about this verse, right? For about two months, this chapter 8 in Proverbs has been bugging me. Right? And I'm going to cry when I read through it, just so you know. Right? Every time I cry when I read this thing, I couldn't figure out why. Can't figure out why. Can't figure out why. Right? But what it is, it's the Spirit saying, listen. Listen to what I'm about to say. Right? So this, in my Bible, the caption says, wisdom calls out for hearing. Okay? And we just learned that hearing comes by reading the word. Right? So here is wisdom. That's going to speak to us in chapter 8, okay? It says, does wisdom not call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? So wisdom is a person or has characteristics of a person, right? So you can view this lady. Later on, it refers to her as a she, her here, right? So it's a lady. View whoever you want. doesn't matter. Next. At the highest point along the way where the paths meet, she takes her stand. So she's standing somewhere, right? Again, your own mind. Beside the gate leading into the city, at the entrance, she cries aloud. So she's talking to you now. She's crying out. She's standing wherever, broad and main, standing there, calling. Yes. Non-stop calling. Doesn't stop. Oh, it's Sunday. I can't rest today. No. She's calling. To you, O oh people, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. So again... It's all people. It's not just the Christians, right? That's how there are some unsaved people that, how do they know these things? Well, we all know before we're saved, we still are operating a little bit in the spiritual realm, hence why it's called spiritual warfare and not natural warfare, right? Even unsaved people do feel some things in the, in the spirit. You who are simple, that's me, right? That's me. Gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. 
Listen for what I have trustworthy things to say to you. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true, for my lips detect, detest wickedness. All my words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are upright to those who have found knowledge. Choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. <clears throat> For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. So are you starting to get a picture of wisdom, right? And at least me personally, I can't speak for everybody, right? How I am not going after that. Because I am using my eyes, right? And this is why this thing bugs me all the time. Because now, as I've been reading it, I'm hearing what she's saying. Up until then, it was just words, and I was like, oh, words. Wisdom, some chick stay on the corner talking. Right? So that's how, that's how I viewed stuff. Okay? Keep going. I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. So in my Bible, which is New Living Translation, I like this verse better. I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. Good judgment, right? Okay. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. Wisdom knows where to give you discernment. Right? So if you're not searching after wisdom, you're not going to have discernment. Right? And again, it doesn't say anything about judging. It says, in my, I live together with good judgment, which through the knowledge of Christ right, and discernment, you make good decisions slash good judgments. It's not judge first, Amen. get discernment. It's discern first. So it's like you be slow to speak, right? Quick to listen, slow to speak is the term, right? So if you translate the Bible terms, right, be quick to listen, slow to speak. Ironically, kind of works the same way, but we don't view it that way. That's really how it should be. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight. I have power. By me, wisdom, the king's reign and rulers issue decrees that are just. So our congressmen... Wisdom, right? That's, they are there based upon these people. By me, princes govern and nobles all who rule on the earth. I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. With me, riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses choice silver. I walk in the way of the righteous along the paths of justice bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me and making their treasures full. Okay, so right here is where this really gets super powerful to me, right? I don't know if you realize this, wisdom existed before the earth, okay? So it says, the Lord brought me forth as his first of his works before his deeds of old, right? So in my Bible, the way it says that is the Lord formed me from the beginning before he created anything else. So I would kind of take it as important, right? I was formed long ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. When there were no watery depths, I was given birth. When there were no springs 
overflowing with water. Before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was giving birth. Before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth, I was there when he set the heavens in place. When he marked out the horizon, the face of the deep. When he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep. When he gave the sea its boundaries and told the water not to overstep. And when he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was constantly at his side. My Bible says I was the architect at his side. Right? So the Lord and wisdom work together to form everything that we know of, right? Then I was constantly aside. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in this whole world and delighting in mankind. That's good enough, Justin, for now, right? So that was wisdom stalking to you right there, right? Spiritual is what that was. That was not Brian Hughes reading the word to you, right? That was wisdom from way, way back Whenever, if you want to say 2,000 years ago, right? It's up to you guys how you want to talk about that, right? 2,000 years ago, however that works out for you, wisdom speaks, right? It's a spiritual thing. It's not a natural thing, right? So right there, wisdom is calling to each and every one of you in the room, saying, listen to what I have to say. Not what Brian Hughes has to say. The spirit in my words that are coming out, listen to what he has to say. Okay, and the Lord says, um, again, sorry, I'm winging everything here. Um, So Ephesians 6, 12, I think we all know this verse. We struggle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, powers, dark world against evil forces, and heavenly realms. I will describe this to you this way. This is what makes the most sense to me. I explain it to the youth Six months ago, a year to go now. That right there, can you put that back up, Justin, real quick? That is like the typical org structure, organizational structure of a business. Okay? You have the CEO, Satan. Right? Every CEO has vice presidents. And again, I'll say which are the rulers. Every VP has some director, right? Called authorities. Right? Every director has either a manager slash supervisor. Every kind of organizational structure is different. Every business, right, has forces. And all the managers have subordinates, employees, whatever we're going to use, right? The worker bees, right? Okay? So that's what that just described to you was the organizational structure of Satan, right? All the things you have to deal with. Now, do you think every day, are you dealing with the CEO of the company? Are you dealing with Satan himself? No. Who in the Bible deals with Satan himself? Right. So in spiritual warfare, it's good that you address the correct person. Coming against Satan, when probably doesn't know who you are, because Satan can only be one place at a time, right? He may have heard of you, much like in big companies, the CEO. CEO may have heard of Alex Fulton, heard of him, right? There may be 500 people in the organization, but doesn't really know him. Heard of him. Hey, he's on my radar. That's really it, 
right? So in spiritual warfare, unless you're like Job, and Job, and Satan comes and says, hey, Lord, can I go sift Job? Right? Well, Satan knows Job, right? Difference, right? So a lot of times, who we're dealing with are all the worker bees, right? All the little employees. And those are the guys that are known as, like, uh, rejection, depression, right? Um, your spouse. Now, just listen, okay? So this is where you have to change your thinking, right? Because what happens? You interact with your spouse. He or she says something to you, and your mind goes wild, right? So it's not your spouse himself, right, him or herself. It is the influence behind it. And we don't view it that way. Right? Again, we think of, oh, rejection, depression, all that sort of stuff. We can name off all the big ones, the ones we've given names to, but we forget all the little ones. Right? So it's when a kid at school makes fun of you, right, for whatever you're doing, wearing, I don't know, right? And all of a sudden, oh, you start going crazy about that person. You start to hate them, form opinions, whatever it is. Work, right, marriage, kids, whatever you do all day long, every day you have a thought doing that thing, that is spiritual warfare. Yes. It's the thoughts. Yes. It's not like Satan himself walks in the back door, right. comes right up here and stands right in front of me and goes, hey, I'm Satan. You ready to do some more? No. doesn't work that way, right? He does subtle things. He gets you to have your mind wander a little bit, go down the wrong path, right? right? Because you're not hearing the word. So therefore, you don't know how to wield the shield. Sorry, the sword. My bad, the sword. Right? You don't know how to defend yourself. Right? It'd be one thing to pick the sword up. It's another thing to use it. Right? So I know there are some people in here that have been in the service, right? Right? others. So can you imagine for a moment, right? you ship a bunch of people off to wherever right? to go to war. Okay? And let's say we're all in the same army together. Right? And so I'm with you. Right? And so we're in this battle, and I go to pick up my machine gun, and I go, hey, Eric, how do you shoot this thing? Right? That's what we do. Right? We, so we're like, oh, yeah, uh, machine gun, you know, um, grenades, uh, flak jacket. Yep, we're good. And then all of a sudden, it all hits the fan. And, hey, do you know how to use the flak jacket? Do you know how to use the grenade? And all along, what's happening, we're just getting decimated. Right? So one of the reasons, right, that in my estates is a very formidable foe, is why? We know how to use our equipment, yes. right? All that sort of stuff. So that's whatever your opinions are of the army and all that sort of stuff, right? We are formidable because we know how to use it to the best of its abilities. We aren't learning on the fly, right? You think about back the days of Skunk Works projects and all that sort of stuff, the junk that was in progress for 30, 40 years before we even heard about it, right? Well, that's where we're learning how things are working out. So when we go to the battlefield, it's not, oh, let's try this. Now, I know from talking to some other people, sometimes you are learning as you go. They're trying new equipment out. But the point is, spiritual warfare and the armor of God is that very same way. If you wait to put it on to the battle, like Joel refers to, right, you're going to fail because you're going to be asking somebody else how to use it, what to do with it, and by that time, you're taken out and you're done. Next, why am I not a powerful person? Right? And I'm learning the same thing, so it's not like, oh, Brian, the scholar, super Christian guy. It's not the same. It's not that way for me. I am still learning 
right, to say sword, oh, here's how it works, right? I can quote lots of different parts of the Bible. I can't say where they're at, right? So I'm, I'm working on actually memorizing books of the Bible, right? Stuff I did way back when I was a kid and haven't really, up until now, cared, to be honest. It was, oh, in the front there's an index. One less thing to remember, right? Well, that's just like, hey, how do you use a machine gun? Right? Same thing. It's the same thing. But that's how we think about it, right? I used to think, oh, the, the smarter you can be, work smarter, not harder, is true to a degree until you realize the weakness of it. So I thought I was working smarter. Use the index. Don't memorize it. Well, guess what? Didn't work out that way. Right? So that's the spiritual warfare. It, again, it's all the thoughts, like the helmet of salvation, which take every thought into captivity. Right? That's where all of it starts. Right? It's all there with everything we do every day. All the thoughts. How you handle those thoughts. What you do with those thoughts. Right? And again, if you can't wield the sword, you can't speak truth to those things. Right? And as soon as you can't speak truth, it's here comes the bull rush. Right? You get flattened, smashed down, right? And the enemy's going, next. Right? That's how that all works. Right? So I have another video I'm going to show you. If you can do the lions, please. Yeah, so again, there's no sound. So um, I'm going to read a verse to you while this plays. Okay? Which is 1 Peter 5.8. Be alert and a sober mind. The enemy and the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Okay. So this video itself is 25 minutes long. Okay. I'm not going to watch 25 minutes of it. But I want you to know what happens in this video. Guess. Nothing. For 25 minutes, all they're doing? Prowling. Right? And so, again, the way the Lord works for me is, huh, so I was asking about the lions. I, I assume they circle up, right, and smoke it, right? Well, it's true. They do. But there's a lot of strategy involved. So the Lord says, if you notice in this video, they're in a single file line, not two lions moving at one time. Because if we have too many things attacking us at one time, we start to go, ooh, something spiritual's happening. Oh, whoa, 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 what's going on? If one at a time are doing it, we're not so quick on the uptake. Right now we're like, oh, that's just life. Well, I, I, uh, you know, I did say cuss word yesterday, so maybe you know, that's kind of payback for that. You know, we start to, you know, but if all the spirits are moving at once, we start to go, woo, hey. But here, lions, one at a time. They're in no hurry. No hurry. They're just doing their thing, little strategy, one at a time, single file line for the most part, so that you really can't tell how many there are, right? From a distance, if you look at a single file line of people, you really can't tell how many there are. There's only one moving at a time, right? And at a distance, they're kind of hard to pick out, right? So, again, I was like, hmm, that's cool, Lord. So he says, why don't you look up what prowl means? I thought prowl meant kind of like what they're doing prowling around, right, looking, all that sort of stuff. Here's what I found really, really interesting, right? And again, I'm not a big Greek person. Bible Hub's awesome for that sort of stuff, right? But the Greek word um, is peripatio, P-E-R-I-P-A-T-E-O, okay? And this is what it says. 
comprehensively around, which intensifies walk around in a complete circle, full circle, missing nothing. So, as we're in this room right now, this video is playing, lions are coming. They're all around us. They're everywhere. This is not to scare people. This is not a fear thing, right? But literally, as this video plays, these same lions, these same spirits, the same little employees, this is what they're doing right now, right? And as I'm talking, some of you are going, it's 12 o'clock. I'm hungry. Right? That's what it is. I hate when this guy shares. This is so stupid. <laughs> Again, I've sat on your side. I know all the things you go through, right? So I'm just saying it is what it is, right? You can think whatever you want. But, this, but all those are the lions, right? Because anything they can do to distract you from hearing what I just say, when wisdom called out and said, hey, hey, wake up, right? Proverbs 6, 9 says, wake up, sluggard. How long will you sleep? Yeah. Right? We have been put to sleep. Because why? We look with our eyes and judge. We're safe. Right? All along, we don't realize in the background, this is happening. Right? And what we don't realize, again, if this would end in a gazelle being killed, that would equate to 9-11. The nine people killed at Charleston, South Carolina. Now, again, am I saying if those people had some discernment, those wouldn't happen? I don't know. But I do know this. We, the body of Christ, are more prepared, right, and be able to fend it off, right? Again, I'm not saying we change the outcome necessarily, right? But we would have been more prepared and maybe could have saw some of those things coming. You hear people getting on airplanes and go, mm, no. And what happens? Plane crashes. Christians and non-Christians alike. So see, again, it's a spiritual thing. It has nothing to do with whatever. But if we continue to ignore that right there, right, the last days, right, you can argue how close, how far. It's whatever you want, right, it's up to you. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, right? But when that happens, when the 25th minute arrives, the moment of truth, what are you going to do? Right? It's that simple. Right? So, again, I didn't go into all the things about how to do this, how to cast out demons, da, 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 rejection, depression, all that sort of, that's not at all it, right? That's not, I was after how you viewed it, right? And I use videos because we have a tendency to associate things in our mind with videos. So I hope now, every time you try, you do something, you go, oh, wait, is that the lion's coming? Right, not a fear thing, this is not about fear, it's, it's about an awareness, right? And again, and you don't have to be perfect at it, I am terrible at it, right? Just so you know, I mess up lots of times. You know, youth are always my guinea pigs. Thank you guys for putting up with me, right? So a lot of times I try things out on them I think I hear, right? Sometimes it's, oh, other times they're like, really, right? <laughs> the same sort of thing here. Eric probably has times where he talks and it's like, oh, really, right? Same sort of thing, right? But it's how we view it is what we have to change, right? It's an awareness of what's going on and what could happening, what could happen. And until we have that awareness, we're not going to get anywhere 
or at least achieve what we think we need to achieve, right? And so when you're doing this, here are some things I've been trying, right? Simple, that to me feels simple and stupid, but I try, right? So it used to be when someone made me mad, said something wrong, right? It was, right, very simple. Now, of course, uh, I know that you're not supposed to do that, so it was, okay, now I wasn't so quick to just punish somebody. Now it was a, okay, I'll just kind of sweep that under the rug, right? And then what had happened to me is eventually that, little, that last little straw get on top, and it was like Mount Vesuvius, right, all that stuff, right? And so through all of this, you can go ahead and stop this now. They never actually catch them. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, no animals were harmed. It was on YouTube, it's online. Um, so now what I'm trying to do is incorporate God more in what I'm doing, right? And it's just that simple, right? So now I find myself going to work. I don't know the right thing to say or the right thing to ask, right? But if I know I have a bunch of meetings today kind of around the same certain topic, I'm just like, Lord, give me the right words. Simple, right? It's not like, oh, you calm down the powers and all this sort of stuff, right? It's a... 10-second conversation, right? It's when someone at work does something wrong, right, where to me, they should know this. This person's reported to me for 10 years, right? They should not do this already. So is it really an attack of my, do I feel that I have pride that I'm hurt they don't understand? Or is it really an issue, right? So now it's like, Lord, is this a pride issue? Or is this a... Shelly issue, right? Before I wouldn't do that, right? My kids, same way, right? I mean, all kinds of th- microwave breaks, TV break, whatever it is, before, that sort of stuff drives me crazy. You spend good money, you work hard for your money, you buy stuff, it breaks. I don't handle that well, all right? I just, I just don't, right? But now, it's, okay, Lord, what are you trying to show me? Right? Again, do I always get it? No. But sometimes, right, I get it, right? Um, It's like tithing. I fully don't understand how tithing works. I know it's just get 10%, right, and all that sort of stuff. Don't fully understand, right? However, when I don't give anything, right, so just a backdrop for all of you, Sarah and I both worked full-time jobs for years, probably 12, 15 years, when we moved here to Newcastle, we built a house, right? I didn't want Sarah to work, nor did she kind of feel like she should work full-time. She's a nurse, labor and delivery OB nurse. Um, so part of her dilemma is if you don't practice some, you kind of lose your license and makes it harder to keep it going. So she works what's called registry, where basically you sign up for two, three days a week. If they need you, you work, great. If they don't, you stay home. So it's kind of a perfect thing for our scenario, right? Well, we're used to living on two incomes, and we go down to really none. Sorry, to one, my bad. That's terrible math, right? <laughs> like I said, I'm winging it. I'm trying to hear. Okay. I'm multitasking. Anyway, um, so I go from two incomes to one, and what we used to tithing, right, I couldn't do anymore. And so I'm trying to adjust to all the different things that we lived on two incomes down to one, right? And so I was like, okay. So I'd put in the budget for the amount of tithe, right? And then something would come up, and I wouldn't do it. Right? And then I set that money aside for next month that I did save for the previous month. Because again, I was trying to give it the amount all at once. Again, crazy, stupid, I don't know. 
I'm just telling you how I was thinking about it, right? So if I was supposed to give a certain amount of money, it was, I would save it till then and chunk it down. So that was one month, four months, whatever it was, right? All depends how often Sarah worked, all that sort of stuff, right? Well, stuff starts happening. Stuff that didn't used to happen. Cars breaking down, microwaves, whatever, kids acting up. Again, why kids and tithing are tied don't come out to me, obviously, other than God says he pours out blessings. I'm beginning to learn blessings are how your kids are controlled for you, yes. right? So again, sometimes it takes quite a few whacks of the head with like a pinata, but I get it, right? <laughs> so what I started to do was, okay, I'm listening to give what I can. I started doing that, right? Again, I don't have aha moments or like, oh, the light comes on, I don't get it. So I've been doing that, right? Doing that, doing that. So then my wife says, oh, hey, we want to go to Mexico. Right? Okay, let's, more money. Right? Fine, I get it. So again, this is where, okay, God, I'm going to try to apply what you've been teaching me. I don't get it yet. Super uncomfortable, but I'm going to try. Right? So my wife and daughter ended up going, right, which is 2,400-ish dollars. Right? All that sort of stuff. Uh, when they left, uh, we only through like working, other sort of stuff, donations, all that sort of stuff, we actually only paid 100 bucks out of our own pocket, right? So, so with the spiritual warfare thing, right, half of my battle in the $2,400 was how in the world am I, Brian, I, right, going to do this? Well, I could do some special projects at work. Hey, Sarah, can you work some more hours, right, all that sort of stuff. And so we were, Sarah and I were talking about this back and forth, and we just like, you know, we're not going to worry about it, which is kind of hard to do, right? But then the Lord tells me, hey, it's just like when you talk to the youth or in the church up front. He says, when you're back there in the back, he goes, what do you always tell me? Whatever you want, it's in your hands, right? And so it's the same thing, right? So a lot of times in the spiritual warfare, the spiritual battle is when those thoughts come, it's not that you have to figure out the end. You just have to know, okay, hey, Saw something, heard something, whatever it is, right? Okay, got it. Mm. Lord, yours. Done? Maybe the car breaks down in the end anyway. I don't really know, right? But God works all things to his good, Amen. right? So a lot of times when things happen to us, we go, oh, the outcome was bad. Well, it's because, if I kind of use Shelly's uh, thing this morning, right, the part of your brain that's for near future, right? Well, we have terrible near future, because we think we know what's going to happen, right? Oh, the car broke down. Well, God doesn't love me. <laughs> well, what you don't know is because you took it to the repair shop and you go talk to the mechanic guy, you get him saved. Yeah. Right? So it's not necessarily the immediate thing that happens to you in the God of yours, right? Because he works all things to his good, right? And that's the part, again, that's the spiritual warfare. When the thing goes, well, the car broke and your mind goes wild, Right? That's the warfare, right? It's there. It's not in the big grand scheme of all the stuff going on because what ends up happening is eventually it gets there, right? Eventually you'll move up from the little spirits knowing you to the managers knowing you, right? Because now you're affecting kind of a, a church and then you start to affect the city and then you start to affect the region, right? All of a sudden you're going from manager to director to VP. And before you know it, if this is what you aspire to, Satan will know you have a name, right? Which I think is something we should somewhat aspire to, not in our own strength, right? But we're doing things with God and learning the Bible and all that sort of stuff in our relationship. That kind of should be the end goal. 
is that our relationship's so strong, right, that the Lord, that Satan will come and say, hey, can I sift Christy Davis? Right? And they're going, yep, that's fine. Because why? He knows her so well and says, she's fine. Right? Right now, I'd be scared to death. If, if Satan came and said, hey, God, can they sift Brian? Uh, he'd probably put a lot of parameters around it. <laughs> you can do this, but not this, 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 you know, here's all this sort of stuff, right? But again, that's how it ends up, right? So it's not, like I said, the demons casting this out, which is part of it, and all that sort of stuff. It's the everyday thing that happens. The everyday. And if you're not reading the word every day, right, you're not changing your thinking. I'm just one way of changing your thinking, right? I read it. I've digested some words. I give it to you. You guys hear it. It's changed some thinking, right? But if you're not doing this every day, the Lord may give you something else that goes off of what I said or takes you on another tangent like, oh, I never viewed it that way, which is how God does everything with me. All of you say something throughout the day as I'm here, and I go, oh, never thought that way. And I go look, and all of a sudden the Lord starts going, yeah, right, and starts chattering away all this stuff, right? But it's not, Brian, go do this. It's not that at all. Right? So I want to encourage you right, that you can do this. And one final thought on the whole spiritual warfare. Again, this goes back to the treasure hunt. So I'm the guy who gave the cow clue. Okay? Now I want you to know the 10-minute battle I went through to give that clue. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay? And this is why. Because the Lord speaks to you, he, he tailors everything to you. Right? He doesn't talk to Christy some other way. It's how Christy thinks. He doesn't talk to Mike and Oriana and, you know, all those people. Different way. He tailors everything to you. It just so happens myself and the caches have three steers that we're raising for food. So when I hear cow, because Larry Cloud used to come to church here. I don't know if you don't know him or not. We used to buy our beef from Larry Cloud. And so when Larry was going to retire, uh, I talked with the caches. Hey, you have five acres, and they've somewhat talked about wanting to use their land. I say, hey, what if we got a couple steers, right? Now, then I would say, get a couple cows. Dealing with Larry Cloud, when I would call him cows, well, he would correct me and say, a cow is a heifer that's had a baby. A steer is a bull, no parts. I mean, right? So what's funny is when I got that clue, cow... I'm going, well, it's because we have cows. Right? So I discount it right away. I threw it out. It's cow. I have cows. Right? And then, you know, then all of a sudden I hear, I don't hear Larry's voice, but God kind of brings back the whole conversation with Larry about the cow versus steer thing. You know? And I'm like, so is it cow or steer? Right? But the whole time is happening, and then you have, well, you're, you don't know you're wrong. You don't know if it's cow or steer, so it must be wrong. Well, that's where the spiritual warfare was at, was that going, well, since you, it could be either one, you can't get that clue, right? Again, but that's really how it works, right? I mean, if we're really honest with ourselves, that's how it works. You hear stuff from God all the time, and you just count it because, well, that's my thought. Well, because God talks to you like you, what do you think it sounds like? You're you, right? And so what happens is if you keep discounting everything like that, everything goes right by. And you don't ever hear, right? And believe me, you get it wrong all the time. Still get it wrong. 
So it was funny, I didn't realize till today, right, that Ashley Shook got her left foot stepped on by a cow. And again, that very thing, like the testimony that Robert gave, right, all of a sudden goes, wow, you hear. Right? So every day, we shouldn't be surprised, but we are, because like, to me, it's a sort of overwhelming that a big, huge God thinks of me, little Brian. Yep. Right? And just things like that. That one little thing all of a sudden goes, oh. So again, it helps me to sharpen my hearing, to know I can trust a little more, right? And eventually, go a little farther with the Lord. So I hope that helps. Um, if you all stand. <clears throat> I just want to pray in closing. Do you have anything, Eric? Do you have anything? Okay. Lord, I thank you that you speak to all of us individually, Lord, and that even as messed up as we are and all the junk that we're in and all that sort of stuff, that you never stop speaking. Always talking, always speaking, wanting us to have any sort of conversation. One word, ten words, whatever it is, that you have not stopped, you have not forsaken us. Lord, I thank you that you have given revelation to people today that they have changed some of their thinking, Lord, about what spiritual warfare is and how important it is to know why you need the armor so that you can do some warfare for when the day of the evil one comes, that they can stand firm and be successful, that we can truly become an army of your people. Lord, I pray that throughout this week, Lord, as you begin to... Bring back memories of the crowd and the lions, Lord, that, um, and the deer. And, and things that people see to go, oh, wait, that might be that thing that he talked about. And, Lord, I pray that you would enable the people, that you would give them the courage and the strength and the grace and the mercy to try. And that you are faithful to honor they tried. Right or wrong, you are faithful. And you're there to pick them up if they fail and you're there to pat them on the rear if they were, they were good. Lord, I just thank you, Father, that you love us. And that you do care. And that we all matter. Even in all the messed up stuff we have. Bless the people as they go, Lord, and Bless everyone's week. In your name, amen. amen. <clears throat> <clears throat>